April 7th, I will be on the Homegrown Comedy Showcase at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas. Come on out to that. That's going to be a fucking great show. Um, And then uh, I got nothing else until April 22nd. The Fantastic Damage, that is my comedy storytelling show that I am kicking off. That's going to be the first show April 22nd, Fantastic Damage at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club in San Antonio, Texas. Very stoked about that one. That We were supposed to kick that one off in March, but we got pushed back, which is fine. Not a problem. We're going to do it April 22nd. Uh, Fantastic Damage is going to be a, a comedy storytelling show that we do every fourth Friday of the month. Um hopefully that is the plan we're gonna see how it goes i'm very stoked about it the first show is gonna be fire uh it's ten dollars you can venmo me at babacoa core to reserve your seats or just pay ten dollars at the door it's all the same uh but yeah other than that my my calendar is uh wide open you could catch me at the blind tiger on most fridays at the secret midnight show um but other than that Hit me up, DM me, at uh, your homie Pat uh, on Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or whatever. Uh, or check out babacoacore.com. That's my link tree, link tree page. I'm not going to call it my website, uh, but it's uh, com is for everything uh, I got going on. It's my podcast. I have some uh, YouTube clips. I have an audio thing that I released on Bandcamp. Uh, I have my do 210 bio contact information. All that's there, babacoolcore.com. What is up, everybody? How you doing? Hopefully you're doing well. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the Pat Out of Hell podcast. I am your host, Patrick Christopher. Uh, doing good. Doing good. Um and so let's just get it out of the way. Let's get it out of the way. Will Smith was fucking wrong, dude. I don't give a fuck. If you think he was right, then you don't know a goddamn thing about comedy and whatever, dude. Uh, he was he was wrong. I can't believe they let that happen. I can't believe they let him stay and then receive another award and give his bullshit speech. And then go out that night and party it up. I saw pictures. He was having no problems. He had absolutely no problems with any of his actions. And then he sent out this little bullshit apology. Like, um, I'm still learning. I'm growing. Nah, man, dude. Uh, it, it was fucked up. I didn't see it. Of course, it's all over social media. Everybody had a field day with that stuff. Creating memes and uh, retelling of jokes. and it, it, it was It was horrible, dude. Uh, I just came back from an open mic and I thought for sure, for sure, there was going to be so many open micers with their bullshit um, 
Will Smith, Chris Rock jokes, and there was a there was a few. Uh, nothing good, nothing that slapped, you know. But um, look, Chris Rock is a, is a comedian. He was doing his act. Will Smith is an actor. He understands. He should know better uh, than to to act up like that. It made it made it. I, it was it was a bad look. It was a bad look for Will Smith, a bad look for Chris Rock. I mean, Chris Rock just let it happen, dude. I mean, what else was he supposed to do? Uh, he's hosting the Oscars, or he's on the Oscars. I don't even know. Was he the host? Was he like the the host from start to beginning? Uh, like instead of Ricky Gervais. Um, which when Ricky Gervais went up, he fucking made fun of so many people. That's what the host does, especially if they're a comedian. They're going to go up there and they're going to make jokes about people. And if you're there, if you're the audience, if you're a, a, a celebrity, you're a fucking target and you should you should fucking know better. I don't care what you what history you have, what kind of um, turmoil your marriage is going through. You put it out there in public. People are going to criticize it. And you think a comic is not going to make a, a joke about it. And he didn't even say nothing about the marriage. He just said like uh, something about because um, uh, what's her name? Jada Smith is, is is bald now. She has alopecia. We all have alopecia. Get over it. All right. We all got to deal with bald jokes. You know. You don't like it? Wear a hat. Wear a cover. Or just know that people are gonna fuck. And he all he said, and I think this is all he said was, "I can't wait for the next GI Jane two. Which is not only a joke about Jada Smith, but it's a joke about, you know, Hollywood ran out of ideas. Would you be surprised if they made a G.I. Jane 2? You know, they're just going back. They're going back to the well and they're just taking out whatever, whatever. Oh, let's let's do a remake of this thing. Let's do a, a cult classic. Let's bring it back. for But for now, modern times, let's PC this bullshit up. Like that's that's all he was saying, and Will Smith thought it was funny at first, and for whatever reason, he decided to get up, go on stage, interrupt the interrupt the comedy the com the comedian, um, in the middle of his act, and slap him. It was a bad look, dude. And Will Smith was wrong. He was wrong for that. You don't do that. You don't. Uh, you don't heckle the comic you don't disrupt the show and you definitely don't go on stage and assault a comic for saying words for saying jokes the oscars or whoever does the booking for that shit hired chris rock to do just that chris rock was just there doing his job and if you didn't like it you don't laugh just leave if you don't like the show, you leave the show. You don't disrupt the show to do your bullshit. You know, I'm protecting my, don't talk about my wife. Don't talk about my family. Bitch, shut the fuck up. The world is making fun of you. You're a cuck. Your wife, like, fucking damaged your fucking reputation. Y'all put it out there for everybody to fucking have an opinion, for everybody to mock. And just because Chris Rock had the balls to say something, not about your situation, but about the hairstyle. You think he didn't make fun of anybody else's fucking dress up or anybody else's appearance? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure the, the comedian of the night 
was giving it to everybody. Again, I didn't watch any of it. I didn't know any of it. I just saw what I saw from social media and the fucking flooding of memes and jokes that came from it. And Jesus Christ, dude, enough's enough. And people got deep with like, oh, yeah, I support not. Will Smith should be banned from the Oscars. He should not be allowed because he just because you put out a, a fucking bullshit apology banned. Banned. Don't let him get away with that shit. I don't care how rich and famous and whatever he's done or whoever he, you know, he fell down so many pegs when he did that. He lost so much credit, credibility when he did that shit. I don't know what he was trying to prove, but he, he, it's fucked up. He did a fucked up thing. He shouldn't have been allowed to, they shouldn't have let him on stage. They just let him walk on stage, walk up to Chris Rock, slap him, walk back to his seat, and still kept mouthing off, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Sir, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave. Sir, you, you, you need to leave. It's, it's ridiculous. I can't believe they let him go off like that. Chris Rock, I don't know what Chris Rock, I mean, what was he supposed to do? Attack back? Meet violence with violence? While the world's watching? in front of all these celebrities, in front of all these people that love Will Smith and that were probably like cheering him on and all that stuff. You don't do that. You go on your platform or you you wait till you go up because you knew you were going to win. You knew you were going to have your chance to go on stage and do your bullshit speech. Oh, I'm so surprised I won. Uh. You should have waited till then, till it was your time to be on the mic, and then clap back at him then. Say something then. Make your point then. He was wrong. He was wrong, and that's all I'm going to say about that. And if you agree with what, what Will Smith did, don't go to comedy shows. Don't go to comedy shows. Uh, saw the new Jackass movie. I was wanting, I, I been wanting to watch it. You know, we all grew up on Jackass and on the the, the MTV and then the other Jackass movies. And then I was pretty stoked when when I saw that they were making the the Jackass Forever. But I for sure didn't want to go see it in theaters. I I, don't, I think I'm done with movie theaters. I think I'm done with movie theaters. I haven't been to movie theaters in in, in a long time, and every time I go, somebody ruins it for me. You know, you pay a lot of money for the tickets, the concessions, and then you go in and you try to enjoy the movie, and you have people fucking talking and disrupting the movie and uh, acting like they're the only people on earth, and nobody else paid the money to enjoy the movie theater experience. I fucking hate it. Because I have a, a ADD or ADHD, whatever, that I I lose focus. If I see the light from somebody's phone or if, if some people are talking during the movie, I start focusing on that or I get my attention away from, you know, whatever's going on the screen. And I'm just like, oh, what happened? What? 
What did I, what did I miss? Rewind it. Can't rewind it. So Jackass is on uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, so I got to watch it there. Uh, it was funny. A lot of balls. A lot of lot of uh, full frontal nudity. Um, which I don't remember if there was that much nudity before. Uh, but uh, a lot of ball shots. But uh, it was cool. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I, I waited till I could watch it at home. I'm glad I didn't pay the fucking thirty dollars or whatever to go see it in the movie theater. I I got to enjoy it in the comfort of my own home. Uh, so that was cool. I'm waiting. I haven't seen the Batman. Uh, I'm trying to avoid spoiler alerts, but I know that it's been in theaters for a long time. I'm waiting. I think uh, it comes out on on streaming uh, April 29th. If I could make it to April 29th without like people like completely spoiling the movie for me, I'll be fucking happy. Batman's my favorite. I mean, I think Batman's my only comic book movie that I like. I I, I kind of enjoy some of the Marvels, but I don't keep up with it. There's, there's so much. There's too much. Don't really care for the Marvel movies, but DC uh, Batman movies have uh, always been my favorite. And uh, even though I'm not looking forward to seeing what, uh, or when, when it came out that it was a Twilight dude that's going to play Batman, I was like, ah, this isn't going to be good. Uh, uh, but uh, people are saying different. People are saying that he did a good job, uh, that it's a decent Batman, that it's a long Batman. Um, but they're saying it's good. But uh, I'll find out for myself April 29th when it's streaming. And I could watch it in the comfort of my own home and um, not have to be distracted by um, other people in the theater, which I'm fine with that. I don't mind. I just I, I don't want uh, spoiler, spoiler alerts, but uh, nobody's really spoiled much for me. But uh, we'll see. I still got 29 days uh, before I could see it for myself. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, dude, sad news. We all know about this. We all heard about this one. Uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, of the Foo Fighters found dead in his uh, hotel while while on tour. Uh, very tragic, sudden. Uh, the guy was 50 years old. Uh, so that that was a, that was a huge fucking uh, punch in the gut. I'm not a Foo Fighters fan. Uh, I the only album that I have is the first album that Dave Grohl recorded uh, on his own. Um, I like that album. Uh, also, side note, uh, I may have said this before, but I'll say it again. And I'll say it plenty other times. Uh, the album that Dave Grohl recorded of uh, the first Foo Fighters record was Robert Lang Studios. And I got to record there as well uh, when I was with uh, He Who's Ox's Gourd. Um, great studio, a lot of history. Robert Lang Studio uh, in Shoreline in Washington. Um, so that was always like a cool thing. I always felt, felt connected. Like, oh, I, I'm playing in the same room that... Dave, uh, Dave Grohl recorded that whole album. I'm playing in the same room that uh, Taking Back Sunday 
did pre, uh, pre-production on one of their albums. Uh, other bands, so many, so many bands have uh, recorded at Robert Lang Studios, and uh, He Who's Oxes Gord was one of them. We we got to record uh, a couple tracks, or no, just a track. Uh, we got to do a track of. Uh, damn, I don't remember what song it was. Uh, but yeah. So, uh, because of that connection, I always liked that album, and it's a great album too. He he did a solid job, uh, but uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, was picked up by the Foo Fighters uh, before the second album came out, I believe. So, I was never really a big Foo Fighters fan. I mean, whatever they have, the radio hits, of course, I loved uh, or I liked, I guess, uh, solid, uh, great, great. Uh, tunes you know but uh and the only time i saw i saw foo fighters uh when they went on tour it was like a co-headlining co-headlining tour that um me and my homie ernie went uh to austin and it was foo fighters and red hot chili peppers and uh i forget what the i forget what the auditorium is the the one at the that ut um but uh, it was a great show. Dave Grohl uh, went into the audience and uh, while still playing his guitar and just walked the whole fucking arena, just walked in the circle, the whole fucking arena while the band's jamming out. Um, and I thought that was cool. It was a, it was a good show. Uh, they did way better than Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm not really a big Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, um, but uh, uh, the homie and I went to go check it out. And it was a great time, great show, and uh, and then I also liked uh, the bass player from the Foo Fighters was the bass player. I don't know his name, but he was a bass player for uh, Sunny Day Real Estate, uh, which is like an emo band from uh, from Seattle. Uh, so I always liked that. I thought that was cool. Um, but other than that, wasn't a great Foo Fighters fan. But what Taylor Hawkins, I loved his drumming style. I loved watching like YouTube clips of him like playing um, with Alanis Morissette, and uh, again, not on that record, but was on that the live band of that, and then uh, live footage with with the Foo Fighters. He was such a fucking entertaining drummer to watch, dude. Solid. Um, I didn't realize till later on. Uh, that he really didn't he didn't play all the songs on all the records and it has to be hard it has to be stressful uh, to be in a band with another drummer whose skill levels is fucking like tops you know Dave Grohl is a solid drummer dude he's a hard hitter he's fucking solid drummer dude uh and, and all the nirvanas well uh never mind and on and then um he did the uh, queen of the stone age uh that one album that with him on queen of the stone age and then uh yeah so dave dave grow himself is a fucking amazing drummer so it was a lot of pressure for him uh that's why the the, the first uh drummer that they hired for the foo fighters he didn't get fired, but he was just he kept saying like, "You're not you're not up to snuff on this." Dave Grohl was telling the drummer like, "You you're just not cutting it." Um, 
So he, he wasn't fired. He was replaced by Taylor Hawkins because the drummer just wasn't cutting it. So Dave Grohl wound up recording uh, most of the uh, the drums for the second album as well, and Taylor Hawkins just went on the road with him. So, and then he, even the records after that, Dave Grohl played drums on some uh, of the of the 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 songs and then Taylor Hawkins played uh drums on the others. Um uh, so yeah, it's a little bit of history of that. And of course they 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 announced, you know, uh tragic tragic and sudden uh death of Taylor Hawkins while on tour, uh 50 years old, which is extremely young. Extremely young. And I go back and forth about whether or not uh, is it is it our business to know the cause of death? You know, like if it's an accident, of course that's that's got to be in the news. You know, car accident, bus accident, uh, murder, uh, maybe even suicide, maybe, but. Releasing the cause of death, I I just don't know if that's the public's business, you know, because everybody, the world just found out that he passed, that he was found dead, and everybody's giving out their tributes. He was an awesome dude to watch. He was an awesome dude to be around. That's what they're saying. Um, I liked watching him play, and then in interviews and podcasts and stuff, like he he just he had this this energy this vibe about him that he was he just came off as a rad dude you know and uh solid drummer energetic of a showman when it came to playing drums which i can't respect enough you know i I like solid drummers but i also like drummers to put a little show into it you know um and then uh, a couple of days later, they 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 revealed. I mean, when you think about it, you kind of know. You kind of have an idea of what happened. You know, drugs, of course. When somebody goes that that young and that sudden, um, and it's not, you know, um, you know, it's not like a, a. What am I trying to say? It's not uh, obvious what the cause was you know it's not obvious what the cause was do we really need to know what the autopsy says that's for the family you know but the general public do we need to know I don't think so because it kind of takes away it kind of takes away it kind of like it puts a different perspective on what happened you know it kind of takes away from the whole tribute of it. You know, everybody's like just focused on, man, you know, the world lost a great drummer. The gr- the world lost a great person. You know, the world lost a great friend, father, spouse, whatever. But then the, the reports come afterwards. And, and I mean, I kind of knew what was going on. I kind of had an idea, but like none of us ne- needed to know what happened. But of course, they 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 say that drugs were involved, and and uh, 
they make it so medical you know they don't even say marijuana or you know weed and thc you know he, he had over like 10 different substances uh in his toxicology report you know they name him uh, thc alcohol antidepressants i think he was on xanax and uh you know whatever whatever else six other substances there there are in the system and uh and that sucks, man. That sucks that they put his business out there like there. I mean, it sucks when they put anybody's anybody's business out there after they die, you know. Because uh, maybe they didn't want people to know that about them. I didn't know he was a partier. I mean, but again, I didn't really uh, disclose that. And I wasn't really like a close follower of him. Like It, it was just like oh, if a, if an interview popped up just randomly on YouTube, I'll check it out. But I didn't, I don't, I didn't follow him on social media. You know, I didn't follow him like... Uh, I wasn't that close of a follow, follower of of him, you know. Uh, I was a fan as a drummer. I was a fan of him like that, from a distance type of thing. So, but it, but it is it is a bummer, dude. It is a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I remember him like I would watch interviews of him like uh, talking about his struggles with uh, recording. Uh, recording albums, recording tracks with Dave Grohl because he wanted so much, so so bad to prove himself to Dave Grohl, but Dave Grohl would be honest and say like, "That's you're not you're not cutting it. You you know this is not what I want. This is not how I imagined the drums sounding on this track." And he didn't argue. He was like, "Well, then you you do it. You know, you do the live stuff, and I'll just play it." I mean, you do the studio stuff and I'll just play it live. He had no problem doing that, uh, which is awesome team player fucking uh, mot- motive, not motive, um, what word am I thinking? Uh, just fucking, he was a fucking team player. He's like, I don't, I, Dave, you, you do the drums in the studio and I'll just learn it and I'll fucking play it live as best as I can, you know? He wasn't like uh, didn't have no ego about him, you know, and I, I respect it. I totally get that, man. Like just bringing myself into it, like I I would stress out if I wasn't jamming with people that I was comfortable with. I would stress out about am I meeting their expectations? Am I as good of a drummer as they were looking for? Like I remember jamming or trying out, I guess, for this guy. He was a guitar player. He used to be a guitar player for this band called Dog Fashion Disco. And the project that he wanted to be in was like hella progressive. Just random time signatures. Where's the one? You know, all this stuff. And I just, I could not, I could not keep up with this guy. I could not read what he was doing. I could not fucking find the pocket. I didn't know what was up or down with this guy. And I tried. I tried my hardest to do whatever I whatever he was asking. And but it was just a rough fucking session. It was a rough fucking session. And I knew that it wasn't going to work out, but it was it was funny that he emailed me and he was like, yeah, dude, I'm looking for somebody, you know, with a little bit more uh, extensive drum setup, you know, something with wood blocks 
and roto toms and maybe electronic kit with an acoustic kit and just something more progressive and wild time signatures and i was like yeah that, i get it man you know good luck doing whatever you do i, I never kept tabs on him i don't know if he what he did but i knew I, I wasn't his his style of drummer but just the the that jam session you know like it was stressful for me because uh even though i wasn't hit the drummer that he was looking for i wanted to still be an impressive uh solid drummer uh regardless you know uh and i'm this i'm the same way you know if if a guitar player is not as good as as i would like or a bass player is not as good as i would like then i'm just like ah dude i'm not you know we're just not vibing uh we're not gelling you know it's very rare that i was on the opposite side of that but um but that's that's what like jamming with friends is easy we all know each other we all know what uh, what each other's about, our our weak spots, our strong spot spots or whatever, um, our abilities, um, our likes, our dislikes, <laughs> turn on, turn offs. You know, we fucking we just, we knew that stuff. Uh, so even though now, like, I'm still looking for you know, uh, I don't know if I'm looking for a band or just people to jam with, you know, but um. I know if they're new people, if they're new people to me, there's going to be a little bit of that whole stress of figuring each other out and meeting each other's expectations and all that stuff. So going back to uh, uh, Taylor Hawkins and, um, and and his dealing with Dave Grohl and whether or not he would record the studio tracks uh, or not, like I, I get that, man. And I think it was it was an awesome thing. Again, going back to that, uh, it was awesome because he just wanted what was best for the record. And if somebody else playing drums is what's best for the record, let's do that. And I'll just learn the parts and I'll play them live on stage. You know, uh, that was cool. But uh, he will be he will be missed. I know Foo Fighters canceled the remainder of the tour. I don't know if though though I mean. They don't. They've done so much already, you know. Do they need to continue? Will it be the same? I mean, I I know that Dave Grohl and and Taylor Hawkins were were like close, like family, like brothers, you know. Can you replace that? I don't know. Do you want to even replace that? Do you want to go on tour with uh, with somebody somebody else? Do you want to keep the Foo Fighters going? Uh, without Taylor Hawkins on the drums, we'll find out. I know Dave Grohl has a bunch of other projects. He released like a fucking uh, thrash metal band uh, that uh, released some tracks on his movie, The Studio Six Six Six. I was gonna, I haven't seen that one yet. I wanted to watch that, and I was gonna rent it because uh, it's on like uh, Amazon Prime or something. But they were asking for like t- uh, twenty bucks. 20 bucks to rent it. I don't know. Maybe I'll do it. But I just thought, because usually when you rent from Amazon Prime, it's like three bucks. You have it for 48 hours for three bucks. I'll do that. But 20 bucks for a rental? Nah. I do want to see it, the Studio 666. I heard it was good. 
but I'll, I, I don't want to go watch it in theaters. And I don't want to pay $20 to watch it at home. But hopefully I'll watch that soon. Um, What else? I guess that's it for right now, man. Uh, like I said, I just came back from the, the LOL open mic where uh, people were doing a bunch of, uh, where I thought people were going to be doing a bunch of uh, Will Smith, Chris Rock jokes. I wasn't really inside. I wasn't really checking it, checking it out too much. Um, and then I was just focused on my thing. Went up, tried some new stuff that I'm working on, and it kind of hit, and it kind of didn't, and I got to work it out. I gotta work it out. I got I gotta come up with another maybe another four to five minutes because the world being the way it is, I don't think the the uh, COVID jokes that I had um in my act uh, are gonna fly anymore. I think people are over. I think COVID's over, right? Is it over? Um, I think it is. Maybe. And nobody's asking for this. This is just me thinking what I should do with this. Maybe I'll just do a set with nothing but COVID jokes and uh, release that on YouTube. I'll release that on Bandcamp and and put those those to bed, you know. Uh, Because they're losing their, they're losing their spark. They're losing their oomph. They're losing their like, Whoa, because I think I think we're over it uh, as a as a as a joke, you know, as a part of your act. I think it's 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 time I get rid of those. So I'm working on um, like another five to seven minutes to replace that. Um, So, yeah, that's what I'm working on Uh, again. April 7th at the Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club Homegrown Comedy Showcase. I'll be there. Come check it out if you can. Um, And then April 22nd, um, Fantastic Damage, my uh, comedy storytelling show that I am producing and hosting and uh, kicking off April 22nd at the Blind Tiger Comedy Club. Uh, Again, Venmo at Babacoa Core to reserve your seats. $10 $10 or $10 at the door the day of show. Uh, other than that, Twitter, Instagram, at your homie Pat. Uh, sit down, do podcast with my co host, Brendan Potter, Valcoacore.com. Uh, all that good stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the Pat at Help podcast. Uh, Will Smith of the Jerk. Cancel Will Smith. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening. Take care, and I'll see you next week. All right? Peace.